man. Thanks for coming and joining us. This is the hot spot. Appreciate you having, uh, you know, a couple minutes to come and say what's up to us, man. My name is DJ Tykes. I'm the host over here. So pleasure to have you, bro. And I appreciate the invite and it's a pleasure to be here, man. For sure. Right now, man. So why don't we go ahead and get things started off by having you introduce yourself and why don't you go ahead and let us know what you go by so I can address you correctly for the rest of the interview. And, you know, just kind of tell us what kind of music you like to make, man. All right. Uh, so I go by the name Ranchier. Uh Once upon a time in the, the old, old days of the blog era of hip hop, I went by the name of Spectacular. But currently, that's the the alias I'm going by, Ranchier. I make, I uh, want to say... Uh, Lyrical hip hop, right, with a conscious tint, but it's more or less just uh, describing what's going on around me, what's going on in the world today. Man, I love it, and it's got that golden era flavor that I love so much that you know brings yeah. me back to just you know falling in love with with music and hip hop as a kid, you know. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. For sure, that's that's uh, the type of music that I inspired me growing up and uh you know i just felt like uh the best possible time to explore making that type of music on my own at this yeah, stage man. i'm not not really too concerned with trying to keep up with the trends just uh, more or less doing the type of stuff that i love yeah and uh and it's you know you're out there in new york and so there's been a revival in the last you know decade or so where there's really been a revival in the old sound. And so, you know, there's been some artists that have really been popping off, um, shoot since, even since early as 2012, the, you know, that's when Flatbush and Pro Era and Underachievers and, you know, some other groups out there was really kind of resurrecting that old sound. And then I, I was yeah. stoked to watch uh, Conway and Westside Gun and Benny start to do their thing up there in, uh, in Buffalo. what's it called Buffalo and so man it's just been I've been as a fan of that old school that golden era sound it's just just really been awesome for me to see the revival go and uh take place yeah for sure for sure I definitely have uh, been inspired by that new uh revival of the sound for sure I gotta give all credit due to to all of the Griselda and uh uh all the all the likes that people make that type of music. That's what you call era as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, just really it, it's been cool to see that there's still a fan base for that kind of music, you know. Cause uh the way that things have been going on the radio and whatnot and it, it just you know, it's it's really refreshing to see that there's even still a fan base that are that are gonna be copping the new the new Mad Lib tape when it drops or whatever it it, it may be, yeah. you know. It's really refreshing. For sure, for sure. I mean it's uh definitely a breath of fresh air to hear a lot of people uh that are interested in this type of music. Totally. And, um, the radio I know is uh very targeted towards um the current sound that's that's popular on the TikToks and the SoundCloud right. and all of that type of stuff, but uh, it's it's good to have an audience for real music and yeah, man. Well, it's for out sure. There. I'm trying to present it to everybody. Yeah, it, it's out there, and um, you know, just to let you know a little bit about myself, man. I'm only 
I'm only a 96 myself. So for me to even know, you know, about the golden era and stuff like that, just, it really means that there's been a, been a big revival. And so, you know, it's, it, it really is good to see the, that old, that old school kind of come back new and, Cause that really is that, that sound, man. Nothing can really replicate that feeling, you know? Yeah, that's dope, man. For sure. For sure. And I Absolutely. appreciate, uh, the fact that, you know, someone born in the nineties could appreciate some music that, that replicates the sound of sound. Of the yeah. 90s. So the yeah, pop, man, it, uh, it's definitely a bridge, a generation. So definitely the dope, dope to see that it still has an impact. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm still bumping those tapes. I'm, uh, you know, I'm still driving those cars. They, they made them better back in the nineties and eighties anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. Word up, bro. Well, appreciate you again for, for coming on. And, uh, I, I want to, I want to hear about, you know, where you got the man, the old formerly known as spectacular, you know, where you got your first starts, um, you know, experimenting with rhyming, pounding on tables and whatnot, man. For sure, for sure. Uh, like, at the tender age of nine years old, my father let me hold his tape recorder. And I just really started uh, experimenting with writing rhymes and, and making quote-unquote mixtapes back then. Yeah. Uh, even though it was just for me and my cousins that lived with me. <laughs> but... From from that point on, you know, I, I I definitely was a student of the game. So I all the lyrical uh underground legends uh of that time frame, early two thousands, such as uh, you know, Big L, um, like like you said, Madlib, uh MF Doom, all of those people I definitely was on the radar. Even Immortal Technique and people such as that. But, totally. With the mixtape scene of that day and age, uh, you know, punchlines and lyrical ability was definitely highlighted. So even the Lloyd Banks's, the Joe Buttons, the Fabulouses definitely influenced me to, you know, start making a crack and making music myself. So from that point on, in high school, I was heavy in the battle scene. Um... Definitely a, a whole bunch of lunchroom battles that I came out victorious of. <laughs> That's what's up. Right? After parties and all of those type of things, the teen night events, and you know, eventually led to me trying to lay some verses in the studio. And you know, as I continued to progress, you know, I started to put out my own, you know, actual mixtapes, not just uh, ones tape recorded in in my bathroom. Yeah. So, got out, um, got out of the, uh, got out of your mama's closet, and uh, and started recording in a real studio and whatnot, man. Right, <laughs> I love for that. Sure. <laughs> and then uh, you know, early, uh, early in the uh, resurface of hip hop, like it, it's been so many different uh, faces for hip hop over the years, right? Mixtapes was the big, big platform when I was growing up in high school and then uh after the the raid of dj dramas facilities the mixtape scene got into the internet space and that piff and all of those websites yeah. and all those blogs uh was the way to you know make a name for yourself and 
you know, I want to say about 2009, 2010, I definitely uh, took advantage of that and, uh, you know, built a, built a small following and put out a few mixtapes. Uh, one of them was called Classical Music. Another one was called Unexclusively Exclusive. But, you know, with life comes, uh, you know, setbacks that, you know, kind of made me feel like music uh, wasn't as important as it once was to me. Mm. But, uh, during this pandemic, uh, it made me uh, re-fall in love with it, with all the extra time that I had in the house. Right, right. It seems like you've been crazy busy since uh, since the pandemic, man. You've been dropping almost a tape a year since this started out. And so yes, it seems sir. like you definitely got the bug back. For sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, to 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 be honest with you, at this point, it comes a lot easier than it did back then. Mm-hmm. And I, I, would, I would, you know, give credit to the internet for the ability to share your voice to a larger platform with ease. But, uh, you know, part of... Part of the topic that I'm I'm discussing on this current song, the world watching is there's some peaks and valleys to that, right? So a lot of people, not just myself, are sharing their voice to this big platform, but you know, a lot of them uh, might not necessarily have the best intentions in doing so. Right. I uh, I definitely I liked that that aspect of the track as well because. You know, obviously there's there's good, like you mentioned, there's goods and bads that come with all of these like technological advancements. And, you know, when it comes to all of the great things that social media and whatnot can do for music at the same time, it is it is incredibly hard to even remain composed in order to use these faculties well. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, ties to that that documentary on the social dilemma and man that was a great movie i also watched that one myself yeah for sure it's 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 definitely scary to see how much uh how much these algorithms got control of us yeah yeah and uh and another thing that kind of another takeaway that i got from that was how much uh you know the you, you're probably familiar with this mixtape series, but Ninth Wonder did it back in the day. Uh, it's called The Dream Merchant. Mm-hmm. For so, sure. you know, that idea of just, you know, selling dreams is so, that is, that is alive, that is more alive today than it ever has been, in my opinion, because, like I said, the other takeaway I got from that documentary was how we are the product, you know our hopes and ambitions our dreams are their product that they get to sell us that you know and come onto the platform and use it enough and you can have your dreams you know it's a it's a real you know we're seeing things just come completely full circle man yeah and we're doing the marketing for them right not only are we the product (laughs) we helping them sell the product yes to the best of our ability right Right. So, So, you know, it's always tough to be staying as the artist, you know, trying to stay ahead of that, uh, that rat race that's always happening, you know? Yeah. And it's uh, especially from, from a standpoint of somebody that's like, at this point, I feel like I've been a part of a few eras, right? Even though I'm still uh, fairly, 
within a young age range, but from seeing it go from, uh, you know, hard mixtapes that was pressed up on CDs and cassette tapes to being download links to now being right. Instagram lives promoting violence is right. kind of crazy to watch. Crazy to watch how the game is progressing. It's definitely some progress that's been made, but it's also some scary changes that, that happened over yeah. these few years, no, especially yeah, the last facts. 10 years. Facts. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's just wild, man. Um, yeah, because it makes, it makes one worry because we know how, we know how, uh, how bad news travels quickly. We know how, you know, all of that stuff. Oftentimes it's, it's the drama that, that really takes the, the public's eye. And so, you know, there's all, there's a whole generation of people that are just going off of that as a foundation, you know, for the formula, right? Like, um, controversy means, um, you know, publicity and whatnot. And so we're kind of, we're, we're slowly watching things move away from art and more into like marketing, uh, you know, strategy and whatnot. And the worst kind of marketing strategy, the marketing (laughs) that involves death and, you know, creating, uh, narratives about killing people. Right. Yeah. like uh, at the time when um, you know the song "The World Watching" came together, uh, you know I reconnected with some some friends from high school that was uh, you know locking in and making beats. So they were sending me beats, but at the same time I got wind of some some documentaries on YouTube and just seeing like just the crazy amount of you know new artists that's coming up and the story revolves around smoking other people that they killed in uh, right. what they call op packs. It's just crazy. Like it was one one video, I believe, from um some artists from Fort Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where there was a song that was on that Vanessa Carlton sample. And it just seemed like the innocent viral song. And they like broke down how many people they were talking about killing in that song and like the documentary yeah. show all of that. And it just was sad to watch, but it's also crazy to un- understand that this is where we at with the rap game right now. Yeah, totally, totally. And, uh, you know, people like, like we was just saying, they'll do anything to make it. And sometimes the bad news is, is something that travels quickly. And, um, and you know another another aspect of things is that these kids are just they they don't they're too young to even understand what they kind of get themselves into, and uh, and so it, it's tough because when you're that young, sometimes you just you really don't know how deep things go, and yeah, the consequences of your actions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know we just obviously we've seen senseless senseless killings and last uh you know for forever really since since forever we've seen senseless yeah, sure. senseless things happen and uh so it it definitely does pull at the heartstrings to see um but uh but yeah man i just i really hope that the power of music can pull can pull through because ultimately hip hop is uh you know this this genre really is so powerful in its way of of dealing with adversity for sure for sure 
the trend the trend gotta change man i don't i mean i, I don't necessarily know uh what, what what is the right answer to change the trend but you mm-hmm. know my my contribution i'm hoping that uh you know will help people see things from a different light yeah definitely i think uh well man without having gone through your dug through your entire catalog um myself i think that it already sounds like you've got a lot to uh a lot to inspire the youth by and um just a little little quick story of uh experience i had in concert one time um back when i a few years ago i was working at a different radio station and we got the opportunity to interview benny the butcher and i uh and it was in promotion for a concert that he was doing in my hometown and so i ended up actually being able to interview him and then you know see things full circle and actually go out there and see him in the show and be like hey what's up man you know i interviewed you Mm -hmm. thanks for coming through and uh and so i got to see this guy benny come out and play for my little tiny ass hometown and it was a crowd of maybe like 10 or 12 people man it was crazy and the the show that he put on still in front of 12 people um it was just man it was powerful like he was I can't even I, I can't even remember what the song was um back on like Tana Talk 1, Tana Talk 2, you know, his old stuff, the deep cuts and um and you know, he was rapping this one song and he was like, "Oh, cut it out, cut the music, cut the music." And he's like, "I remember writing this song. Like I remember literally whipping up in the kitchen, putting it down and writing this song and and how much and he's like run it back dj like and he's at this point he's screaming and he's getting you know mad for about like 12 white boys you know what i'm saying (laughs) and like i felt that shit like it was anyways man it was one of the most visceral experiences because you could tell that this song was not just you know not something to just play in traffic and you know feel hard to you know that you like it or whatever but like there's some real 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 healing and some some serious stuff that went into the writing of this track yeah for sure man i i definitely feel like uh you know pulling from life experience makes uh some of the best music right um and i always try to try to incorporate life experiences and all that i do and i mean that that pretty much led led me to to the point of writing most of the the songs on on this current project retrospect essentially just uh you know looking take looking out from myself taking a step back and just looking at the game it's just crazy how things have gotten to where it's been right how we've gotten to the point where not not only in just uh you know specific hip-hop like you look at the the way that all these girls out here uh promoting only fans and that's the new way of uh making a living the world sure. has changed so much like we could go back and just see like uh from from uh a standpoint of like uh the bastardation of society right and you know as i get older I, you know i look at it from a different standpoint I always, uh, I always uh, have this love for hip hop, but I definitely uh, want to 
step back and and analyze it from a different perspective from time to time. And yeah. that's kind of the point I, I was you. at with this project. I hear you. Well, we always need, you know, another side of the conversation to come through. And when it comes to discourse and, you know, argumentation, it's always, you always have to have somebody come and disagree with you in order to move the conversation forward. That's what I'm a big, you know, I'm a big advocator of, of discourse and communication in that way. And so, you know, these are the, this is the way that we move forward with things. And uh, it's through the, through the dialectic, you know, through having people's responses and taking those responses and formulating your own, you know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't think that's uh, going to be the space, you know, going forward. But like, uh, just at the point in time, especially re-entering the game post-pandemic and having that perspective of the last few years of not actively making music. And like at, at the point when, uh, in the quote unquote blog era, being lyrical was like one of the main attributes of trying to trying to get a buzz or trying to build a fan base. And now it just becomes who could be the most ridiculous, who could be the most uh who could be the most tough, who has the most street cred, who has the most gang affiliation. Yeah, yeah. who can package the who can package what's what's already hot in uh you know in the most savorable way for the audience right and it's, it used to also be about creativity and now it's like essentially like you you could look at like platform social media platforms such as TikTok where you essentially incentivize for doing the same thing that somebody else did right and it's like almost like a metaphor of what's going on with society right we all want to copy each other nobody wants to be exactly creative right maybe one person will totally. be creative and millions of people will follow suit yeah and they get the they get the views just off of uh watching the video du- duetting it or whatever the hell it is right right <laughs> yeah. like i remember when when the chicago drill movement first uh got popping and right. uh everybody was just so uh, like in awe of how you know crazy the stories were coming out of Chicago. And it's almost like they franchised it now. They got the same thing going on in Brooklyn. We got the same thing going on in the Bronx, Florida, Miami. Yeah. It's everywhere. Hey, it's it, like a different version. I'm from of Utah, them. man, and it's 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 even gone out to Utah, if you could believe it or not. <laughs> right. Canada, UK. Yeah, man. And, right. And there's a documentary I, for all of them. Yeah. Like I just hear about somebody like, oh man, this person killed this person. He was associated with this death. It's, yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild stuff. Nah, man. Yeah, that's that's no good. And uh, and honestly, I just I hope that we at one point can see. Uh, you know, I hope that these things online can can help some of those issues and can help liberate people. You know, I hope that some you know platform like TikTok kids can kids can eventually, you know, hope to make a living off of it and, uh, and, and not have to turn to those types of things. So anyways, sure. it, it is a, it's a, it's a horrible situation, but, um, you can only hope that, uh, 
that some of these things that people are able to kind of see a future ahead, you know, a, a, a end game, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I definitely feel like it's possible, but, you know, we just got to continue to work to change the narrative. It's, it's definitely cool to see people could start something from their own home and send it mm-hmm. out to the whole world. Yeah. Especially from a creative space. Right. But. Yeah. It, it is, uh, it's just, I, I suppose this is, this is like maybe the, the main takeaway I'm getting from this is like kids, like can, the power of music can really transform a kid's life, you know? But uh, but if the underlying motivation behind the music is uh, is paper, then it's fleeting. You know, you have to find meaning in these things for what they are and not for what they get you. And um, so you know, music for I, I've I've personally found this with myself, where you know I can lose myself in music for hours at a time and just completely, you know, a whole afternoon is uh you know, will just go completely in front of my eyes because I'm having so much fun with whatever I'm doing at the moment, sure. mixing up, you know, making remixes, this and that. Um, and, and it's not, it's, it's more about that, that feeling, that catharsis, that get that therapy that you get from the act rather than the, the thing, you know, the uh, shoot, man, most of the time I try to record something for TikTok or something like that. And it just, Borderline ruins the goddamn experience, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more work than it, you know what I mean? It seems like. You yeah. just see a video, and it just seems like a little fun video. No, for real, you don't see them almost, you don't <laughs> see their phone, you know, falling face first against the, the table and yeah, man, swearing sure. a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, and man. all the tapes they got to do and all that. Yeah. I mean, exactly. um, I definitely, uh, you know, and from my own experience, I can speak like I, I've been motivated to do probably, you know, some good things, some negative things about music, for sure. Like growing up, you know, my, my favorite rappers, uh, you know, they didn't necessarily have the most positive messages. So I don't want to I don't want to take nothing away from that. Sure. But just as far as uh, what what's being promoted and what's being highlighted definitely has an impact. Right. 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 And those were, you know, that was at the beginning and to not learn from the past is uh, just right. History rewrites itself. If you don't learn right. it. And, and um, kind of seem like you'd be getting worse from time to time. Yeah, exactly. Um, word up, man. Well, tell us a little bit about the whole the whole new tape that you just dropped. Retrospect, man. What's a. Uh, you know, what are some of the notable tracks? What are some of your favorite tracks on that one? If, uh, you know, if any fans want to go on and check that out and, you know, you could give us maybe some stories behind some of the tracks on there. But, yeah, just let us know what, what your favorite track is and, uh, yeah, just a little bit about this album. Yeah, man, uh, definitely. Um, first and foremost, uh, one of my favorite tracks. Oh, we lost you there for just a second, man. See if we can hear you. 
Word up. I'm having some trouble hearing you, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, hello. Can you, can you hear me? Now? Oh, yeah. Oh, we got you. We got you. Yeah, just uh, just start over from uh, from the beginning. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. So uh, definitely uh, some, some of my uh, favorite tracks off this project would be You Don't Know. Definitely uh, Urban Legend. And most importantly, IP. Right. Well, you don't know, I kind of, the song lyrics kind of came together after getting some critiques online off the, the last project that I put out, The Game of Life, which is also available right now. And it kind of motivated me to really uh, rhyme from an approach that I haven't rhymed from in a couple years, right? Um, when I was young and hungry, I should say, right? Yeah, like you got the, back into that mind state, huh? Right, right. Uh, the critiques definitely uh, pushed me in a direction that made me want to prove myself once again. Yeah, right? and uh, and how did you tap into that again? Definitely uh, by reconnecting with, you know, from some friends from high school, uh, two producers by the name of Versa and Ravel. Right when I put out that last project, uh, you know, they reached out to me on social media. Definitely, uh, you know, express interest in uh, getting some music done. And they were sending me some beats that, you know, the style, even though, uh, you know, it's reminiscent to some of the things that we got going on currently. But the samples that they were using and just the choices they was making with drums and percussion yeah. definitely uh, wasn't exactly like anything I heard on the market. So mm -hmm. when I heard those beats, it, it just put me in a different kind of mindset. And especially coming off with some of those critiques, I had like a little bit of anger in me. <laughs> but That's you know, what's up. Just, and really, yeah. uh, really just put you into that mindset. You know, you heard some of those old beats that just kind of put you back into that old, uh, old grind set. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's kind of, Kind of the play on words of the title of the project, right? Uh, like, like I said, I used to be known as Spectacular, and th this is kind of like uh, uh, reminiscent of my own style. So it's like ah, retro spec, like the old yeah. retro spec. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like the double meaning is like the beats are like retro samples. So it's like it's also that, and to add a triple meaning into it is uh. It's kind of a retrospect of the last 10 years of hip hop in context with the music. Right, right, right. Well, man, it sounds like a crazy project. I'm super stoked for all of our listeners to check that out. And uh, as well as that new um, visual that you dropped that uh, accompanies the world watching. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, absolutely. Definitely want to get everybody, employer, all of our fans to go and check that out. And uh, want you to shout out your uh, some of your fellow MCs as well. Yeah, my my featured artist and director for that video for the world watching, one of my most frequent collaborators that I've known pretty much most of my life, uh, Var Brown, who's also a pretty cool MC, dope video director. He's, he's definitely always working. He's got a project he put out last year, Far From Judaville. 
that uh, you know I, I definitely think people should check out. Um, my brother King Born, uh, another frequent collaborator that I I always tap in with. He, he definitely pushes me, and of course uh, uh, the co-producers, co-executive producers of this project, Ravel and VRSA, Mr. Versa. What's up? That's what's up. Thank you for shouting them out. And yeah, really, really dug the verse by Var Brown. Um, definitely want everybody to go and check out his stuff because I definitely fucked with those uh with those bars that he was putting out on some of your songs as well, for sure. Yeah, definitely tap in Var from Judaville, all social media. As friend share on all social media platforms. Uh, the project retrospect is out right now, man. Uh, the world watching video is on YouTube. Despite uh, you know some pushback, you know even though we was uh, kind of parodying, parodying uh, what's going on in the world and making light of it, I, you know I definitely got some some pushback from from a lot of platforms. It was like flat out banned on TikTok. But if, <laughs> if you if you search it on YouTube, you should still be able to pull it up. Oh boy! Hey, well, if you're getting banned on TikTok, that means you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, word up, man. Is uh, if anybody finds themselves of our fans out there on the East Coast right now, and they want to catch you maybe in person. You doing any uh, open mics? You doing any shows out there? You getting in on uh, on any hot mics recently? Uh, I definitely got some plans uh, in the summertime, but uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna be uh, be a little uh, tight lip on any specifics. But yeah. definitely tap in with me on Instagram and my Facebook and my Twitter as Frenchier. And uh, I'll keep everybody posted on the next things that we got coming up. Dope, dope. Well, you heard the man. Stay up with him on Instagram. And, you know, go and run up that new track. The world is watching. And show some love to the whole project called Retrospect. And he's got some visuals that are accompanying these on YouTube. So everybody that's tuning in now or later, definitely go and show some love to the man. And share and his brand new track. The world is watching off of retrospect a brand new album so appreciate you for coming on to the show man um you know we're definitely gonna stay tapped in in the future i'm not sure what's going on with uh with the show over here on Colin in the future but i'll always be working with bong over there in new york so man we'll stay tapped in in the future and i uh, hope to hear from you again sometime man yeah for sure definitely got got some things in the works in a couple months so uh, I definitely will tap back in, man. Appreciate the opportunity. Yes, 100. All right, y'all. Well, you heard the man. Definitely got to go and check out that brand new track called The World Is Watching. And that's off of his new album called Retrospect. One more time for the man, Brent Share. Appreciate you, bro. I hope you have a good night. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you. You as well. All right. Peace out, y'all. It's been a good time. It's your boy DJ Tykes. This has been another episode of The Hot Spot for BongMindsEntertainment.com. As always, peace out. I will catch you guys later. We're going to be doing a special rendition of Submission Sundays this weekend. 
and we're going to be saying what's up to a couple artists, doing our favorite tracks of the last month, and, you know, doing some possible drops with some live artists as well. So appreciate you guys for tuning in. Stay tuned for submission. Sunday's coming up this Sunday. It's your boy DJ Tykes. This is the hotspot. I will catch you all later. One more time for our artist of the night, Mr. Rinsher. Peace out.